Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. John chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. When Jesus learned the Pharisee had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, verse 2, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples. Verse 3, he left Judea and, and departed again to Galilee. Verse 4, and he had, he had to pass through Samaria. He is, it is necessary for him to pass through Samaria. Verse 5, he came to a town called Samaria, a town of Samaria called Saika, which actually means drunken. Drunken. It's not a very good name. Drunken. Near the field of Jacob, that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Verse 6 Jacob's wealth was there, so Jesus, weary as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Verse 7 A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Verse 8 For the disciple had gone away into the city to buy food. Jesus said, he has to, it is necessary. It is necessary for him to go through, go to Samaria. It is necessary. When he, his popularity was picking up, people recognized him. They say he baptized more than uh, 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 John the Baptist. It's not about popularity. Jesus is not about popularity. Sometimes we are so big on the stage that we begin to forget that it is about one lost soul that Jesus is going for. It's not about his popularity. It's not about how big your church is. It's how many souls that you save. You know? So Jesus was not about popularity. He goes for one lost soul. He said he has to go to Samaria. Now, Jesus arrived. This, this town, I believe, this town is, is outside the Jacob's well. The Jacob's well, I believe, is not inside the town. It's outside. Okay? And, 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 and Jesus said he has to come, and Jesus went to the well before the Samaritan woman. Jesus always meets our need before we even realize it. Every time you have a need, you know Jesus Christ is there already. He is not waiting for you to tell me your need, then I'll come over. No, he is always there. For those who are watching on, 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 on YouTube, I want you to know that if you are sitting there, you've got a need, you know Jesus Christ is already there with you. He is always earlier, He's always there before your need. And it was about the sixth hour, sixth hour in the Jewish time, 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 time schedule is, is 12 noon. The woman come to to take water only at 12 noon. There's something wrong here. Because it is too hot. Usually the woman will come early in the morning when it's cooler. By 12 o'clock, there's nobody there. So this woman has got an issue. She was trying to avoid the cloud. Okay? She's trying to avoid meeting people. And the woman came to the door and said, talk, talk to Jesus, can you? And Jesus told, told the woman, can you give me a drink? Let's continue. 
Verse 9. The Samaritan woman said to Jesus, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus answered her and said, If you knew the gift of God, and who is it that he is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given, it to you, to you, given you living water. The woman said, Sir, you have no nothing, or you have nothing, or you have no vessel to draw water with. And the well is too deep. Where do you get the living water? Are you, verse 12, are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, and as did his sons and his livestock. Verse 13, Jesus said to her, Anyone, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, wearing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to drink, to draw water. The Samaritans are the half-Jews. They have a mixed belief you know, of, of their religion. The Russians, the Samaritan, and the Jews don't get together. The rabbi, some rabbis don't even want to walk through Samaria because they feel that their body will be defiled. So there is always a, 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 a sort of feeling of rejection, you know. You know, so this is, it is about the setting, setting of this passage, about rejection. You know, and Jesus, if you are watching, if you are here today, you are on, the, on, on video today, you know, you, you may come from a culture, you may come from a religious belief, a religious, a religious tradition that, that you think that uh, uh, Jesus Christ has nothing to do with you. Or Jesus Christ has nothing to help you. It's just like this woman says. Jesus asked for a drink. And this woman said, Sir, verse 11, the woman said to Jesus, Sir, you have no vessel, you have nothing to draw water. The well is too deep. Jesus, you have nothing for me. I, I, I can fulfill all that I wanted. I got the water pot. I got the well. It's very deep, a lot of water. I, I got water, but you don't have. If you think today that Jesus has nothing to do with you because physically you are very well satisfied, very contented, you'll probably be wrong. Because human body is not just physical body, we have emotional body and spiritual, spiritual being as well. Right? As we go through it, you'll see that, and this, and, and you'll see this, and you'll see that this, Jesus said, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty. Verse 13. And verse 13, whoever drinks of the water, I will give to will never be thirsty. In other words, you got a, this woman has a physical need. And she thinks that this physical need will always be there. I know that Jesus. I got the well, I got the water pot. But Jesus is saying, if you depend on the creation, you've got a problem. You've got to depend on the creator. What if there is no rain? Do you know if we have our human body, if we don't drink water for three days, we'll die? If God shut the heaven, no rain, you drop dead. Sometimes we, are so, we have so much 
in our, on our place, and we have so much in our house that we think we don't need God. I got a good job, I got a good car, I got a good husband, a good wife, I got good children, go, went to good school, and nothing. I don't know what to pray anymore. I have no other need. I have a friend who asked for $20 million from the Lord, and the Lord gave it to her. She said, I'm so satisfied. I have nothing to pray. I don't know what to pray anymore. We see the physical need. We think we can depend on positive. Every physical need, every need that you think in the physical is based on possibility or impossibility. People say that the only certainty in life is uncertainties. Right? So everything that based on possibility, we got a problem. When you best believe, believe in Jesus Christ, it is not based on possibility, it is based on assurance of your hope that is anchored in the Holy of Holies. Nobody can change that. Our possibility is in the Word of God. God says that He came, Jesus came, that you have life, have it more abundantly. No one can change this life, it is written. And not only that, this word cuts through your division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It touches every cell, every molecule in your body. No one can change it. No need to wait for possibility. No need to depend on possibility or impossibility. We, we do not live by circumstances. If you depend on creation, you live by circumstances. If weather is bad, you're gone. Too much wind, you're gone. Too much water, you're gone. No water, you're gone. You depend on possibilities. Jesus said, no, the water I give it to you don't have to depend on, on possibility. All you have to do is one choice. Believe in Him. Done. Yeah. You don't have to strive for it. Yeah. Yeah. But the woman perhaps didn't have the knowledge of who Christ is. Jesus said, if you... They say, it, uh, 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 yeah, verse 10, right? If you knew the gift of God, if you know... If you are here, you are watching. If you know, your life would have been changed. You would not have to be depend on possibilities or impossibilities or consequences in life or consequences in the creation or justified by creation. We are not justified by creation. We are justified by the blood of the Lamb of God on the mercy seat. But he said, if you have known, you have asked. How many of us do not know? Many. If you are watching today, if you don't know, today is the day of breakthrough for you. Let's have the next one, please. Emotional health and need. And verse, verse uh, uh, 16 says, Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, go and call your husband, come here. And come here. The woman answered Jesus and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying that you have no husband, for you have five husbands, and the one that you, you are now have is, is not your husband, and what you have said is true. The woman said to Jesus, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. This woman has five husbands, and the one that she is, not, not, she is with now is not her husband. So she has about six men in her life. Some, people, some commentaries say perhaps she was a prostitute. I don't think she was prostitute. Maybe she was a prostitute. I don't know. She, she wanted to get, get into normal life. She married and find not good. Find not. 
But whatever it is, if you have five men walking out of your life, no matter prostitute or normal housewife, whatever it is, you have five men walking out of that. Even if you have five friends walking out of your life, you've got a problem. You feel very rejected. Yes? You have now got an emotional issue. Rejection, perhaps fear, perhaps intimidation, right? Perhaps being abused, right? Perhaps feel unwanted, unworthy. We got an emotional issue here. So the woman looks good physically. She got everything that she needed, but she got an emotional issue. And, and this is growing. This is growing in Australia. This is growing in, in, in other countries as well. Mental health. They call it mental health. Where you can't sleep, where you feel anxiety, you feel, uh, and, and, and you, 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 you're, you're anxious, you feel, you feel, you know, your heart is pumping for no reason. You don't know where it comes from. You feel depressed, you feel hopeless, you feel unwanted, you feel unworthy. Some even want to kill themselves. And it is, it is a sickness that you can't even point a finger. It's a sickness that they tell you to kill yourself. You know, people suffer physical pain, physical sickness. They don't think like that. Or some may, but most people don't think like that. But mental health tends to think like that. It is an issue. And Jesus said, you know, you've got an issue here, but this woman couldn't see it. Let's go to the next one, please. Verse uh, 20. Our fathers, you see the change of topic now, this, day, this woman spent quite smart, but I believe it is all designed by God. It is not how smart she changed her topic. And talking about her husband, she changed it to worship. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when you shall neither worship the Father in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem. Verse 22, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming now that the true worshipper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. The God is a spirit, and he who worships him must worship in spirit and in truth. This is a very deep theology. This requires a revelation from the Lord. And yet, God imparted it to a woman. The Bible don't even mention her name. That's how important humility is. Don't think that you are small, God will use you. This lady is small. Five husbands, five men walk out of her life. How intimidating it can be. And yet God used her to impart to the whole world a revelation that theologians cannot even understand by, 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 by human mind. He said, Jesus said that, that I, I want to go to verse 22. You worship what you do not know. I want you to see the word that the Lord changed it around. You worship what you do not know. 
we know what we worship. The flip here. There are people who worship their gods on idols in order to find out whether the idols and the god is true or not. You worship first and you do not know. But Jesus said, we know what we worship. We already know our God before we worship. Why? Because He is the first in everything. He created the heavens and earth. Your day, your day does not start with you waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning to pray. It doesn't start from there. It starts from Him. He created the day. Your blessing comes from Him. He blesses you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even before the creation of the world in Christ Jesus. He starts from there. Your salvation starts with Him. He first loved you. He first went to the cross to die on the cross for you. He first forgive your sin. He first lavished His grace upon you. He first give you salvation and eternal life. Everything is Him first. So we know our God even before we, 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 we worship Him. In other words, we can trust Him even before we worship Him. We got His Word that we read and say, by His strength we are healed, and we trust Him first before we worship Him. We don't worship Him just to find out, did you tell me the truth or not? There's a difference between worshipping idols and, and worshipping the living God. Living idols, you worship and you find out at the end of the day, did I worship the right one or the wrong one? That's where I came from. As a traditional believer, Chinese belief. But here, we know the God and we worship Him. We know Him. Because everything starts with Him. The whole world, the whole universe, your life, your breath, every cell in your body starts with Him. Your provision starts with Him. Your strength starts with Him. Your breath starts with Him. Your eyesight starts with Him. Nothing, nothing comes from us. So we know the God that we worship. And He says that the, 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 the worshiper, verse 23, the hour is coming now that the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Those who worship the Lord in spirit and in truth will believe God first before, before they worship. Because they already got the truth. You only worship the, the, the truth. And this is, to, to me, this is the missing link in the healthcare institution where we want a holistic healing to a human body. We got medication. Of course, it's improving. Technolo medical technology is improving. That's, that, that's good. We got psychologists and psychiatrists. Some got medication, good counseling. But you haven't, got, you haven't got the spirit, there is no holistic healing. You can't take medication for the work the Holy Spirit is doing. You, go, you cannot do counseling for what the Holy Spirit is doing. There is no replacement. We have body, soul, and spirit. There's no, this is the missing ring for holistic healing. And this is sad, the world has missed it. But we all got it. We can be that instrument to help bring in holistic healing to a person. Like this woman, she got nothing to heal, nothing to ask for for healing because physically she was good. And emotionally she got a problem. 
When God created us, He breathed, He breathed into us. The lump of clay, the dust, became a living soul. It is the breath of God that makes this dust a living soul. Without the breath of God, this is just dust. If you try to solve the problem of the dust, you never get a living soul. It's always dead. Without Christ, you don't have Christ live in you. You are not a living soul, you're a dead soul. So we try to solve the holistic healings in, 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 in healthcare institutions without knowing that you need the spirit of the living God, the fountain of the living water within you to solve your, to bring holistic healing into your bodies. We all have a physical need. We all have emotional need. We all have spiritual need. Don't neglect that. There are people who think that we are only, I am only a human body. I can do so much. I keep going, keep going until one day the tank ran, runs dry. There is no more emotion that he can give. There is no more care he can give. And he breaks down, meltdown, depression, burnt out. Why? Because they think that I can do it because I'm physically, I'm strong. Next one, please. Now I want you to see the healing here. Verse 28. The woman, the Samaritan woman, then left her water pot. The water pot was the most important thing for her. Right? This is the one she said, I got it. Jesus, you don't have it. The well is too deep. You don't have this pot to get the water, but I got it. Now what happened? She said, this is not important anymore. This is depending on creation. I drop it. I now go to depend on the creator. Okay? So he, he left the water pot. And he went to the city. What happened? She was at the Jacob's well trying to avoid people. Now she go into the cloud. Something has changed within her. Confidence has picked up. Security has picked up. Safety has picked up. Acknowledgement of who she is has picked up. Now she can go into the city, not into the, not into the well at 12 o'clock when there's nobody. Now she can face the cloud. She can go to the city. She can first believe in trusting God by leaving the water pot. There's a change. A transformation within her. Went to the city, she became be more courageous for God. She went to the city, not for herself, she went to the city because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. And more so, she had five husbands, and one is not with her. I am sure she hated men, disappointed with men. Perhaps in her mind, men are hopeless. Perhaps in her mind, men are stupid. Perhaps in her mind, men never change. Stubborn. Sorry, men. <laughs> perhaps I said perhaps, right? Perhaps that is in her mind. But now, she went to testify to men. Not self-centered, but Christ-centered. God-centered. So when you meet a living God, your holistic healing is taking place. There's no medication for you to take. It needs a Holy Spirit to cut through the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow within you by the Word of God that you renew your mind and transform and you can be who God wants you to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
or else you think that this is what God wants me to be. I concentrate on my physical strength. You know, you can't pop a pill for holistic healing. I'm sorry. No matter how advanced your medical technologies are, you can't pop a pill for say, okay, the pill will take care of what the Holy Spirit will do. No, no, it's no, it's no way. There's no way. No one can replace the power of the living God. No one can replace the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. No one can replace the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can't work out the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You, can't, you cannot even by meditation get the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do exercises to get the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can't get living water just by popping medication, supplements, eat more red meat, white meat, fish, vegetables, do more exercises. I'm not against those things. Those are good. But you only take care of part of your life. It's not life. Jesus is talking about life. He breathed the soil, the dust become a living soul. If he withdraw the breath, it becomes a dust that the serpent feeds on. Serpent feeds on it. But because it's a living soul, the serpent cannot feed on it because it's got the power of the Holy Spirit in him. Next one, please. The fountain of the living water. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 25. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, reveries, dissension, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. This is the works of the flesh. As long as you have flesh, they are working in you. It's not just because you are Christian, they stop working in you. They keep coming every day. Every moment, it's called temptation. You may not have it, but you, you, can, you, make, you can be tempted too. Because it's the works of the flesh, the work of the sinful nature, bondage of sin. You don't want this to happen to you, or you don't want it to happen to your husband, you don't want this to happen to your wife, you don't want it to happen to your, to your children or grandchildren. Am I right? You don't want it. Right? Some, of you, some people may enjoy part of it, but they still don't want it to go for the next generation. Do you want the next generation to get drunkard? Do you want the next generation to participate in sexual immorality? No. But it's working in a human body. No medication can do that. To stop it, you'll keep coming back. I One guy who came to me, went to see a prostitute and come to me and said, Pastor, I need a deliverance. I said, why? I just came to, a, to see a prostitute and I come back. They're very simple. No need deliverance. You stop going, you'll be all right. Am I right? Yeah. You stop going because you, ask that you, you enjoy the, the, the spirit of the evil ones. Now, this is, this is where the medication can't help. This is where your supplement cannot help. This is where your nutrition cannot help. Your diet cannot help you. And here it is. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit... But the, the, I just finished the other side of the word. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We all want to inherit the kingdom of God. But don't practice the sin. Right? We all have a sinful nature, right? Sometimes you may have a thought, but don't practice it. Right? Verse 22. 
But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And this is the one there is no medication you can take. This is the one is only not only with the relationship with your husband and wife. It is only with the relationship with the living God. It can only, there is no substitute. It only comes from the Holy Spirit. You can't work out your love. You can't work out your patience. You can't work out your gentleness. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that you consistently acknowledging that it is working in you, for you, and through you. And this is the missing link in holistic care of a human body. This is missing. Everybody wants to talk about good care, good mind. Yeah, I know you can have good mind, but you don't have the life of Christ. How good your mind can be. And this is the fountain of the living water. The fountain of the living water is the missing link. It's also involving the, 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 the fruits of righteousness which are by Christ to the praise and the glory of God. It is also involving our response to the mercies of God as we present our body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And that forms the fountain of the living water that keep up and dwell, uh, welling up within you that not only lead you for your life, but life more abundant, but also to eternity. So Jesus came with this fountain of the living water that he offered to the Samaritan woman. If you accept this fountain of the living water that she did, there was a renewal of her mind, transformation of her life. Now she could face her problems. She dared to go and dared to stand up. This is who I am. I may have a past history of, 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 of maybe shame, maybe rejection, Right? But that was not who I am. Now I live in the life of Christ. It is no longer that I live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. The life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now this is my life. It's not about the past. It's not about where you came from. Your future, your, your past cannot determine your future. If God stands in between, you've got to have a new life. Now I want to give you another good news. Jesus said he came that we have life, has it more abundantly? Yes. And we said that the word of God cut through the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. I believe, this is my belief, that every cell in your body, every function in your body, actually the, 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 there's another verse that talk about the, the power, the divine power of God gives you all things that pertain to life and godliness, which I believe that every part of our body, soul and spirit, functions or live in the life of Christ and function according to the life and the godliness of our Lord Jesus Christ. As God fill you with the fullness of Christ. Now tell me, where is the function of disease in your body? It shouldn't be there. Am I right or am I wrong? Nobody answered me. Okay. Jesus came, he said, I came that you have life, have you more abundantly. I believe every part of body, soul, and spirit has to function to fulfill that. Yes? Rest? Because when he said he came, he, he doesn't only come from your spiritual life. He came for your physical life. That's why physical healing, you can ask for healing. Yes? 
Yes, emotional healing, you can ask for healing. Because He came, that you have life, have it more abundantly. In other words, every part of our body, soul and spirit has to function in such a way that we fulfill life, life more abundantly. It got to be fulfilled. In other words, this is the standard of your physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, mental health, your life, your provision, your relationship, your inheritance, your fruitfulness, your prosperity. All has to come from life, life more abundantly. And Jesus says that He is the vine, we are the branches, and apart from Him, we cannot bear fruit. In other words, all this I just named from the life, life more abundantly is the fruit of the, from the vine. Yes? It's the light from the life of Christ. In other words, there is a greater hope for us to have a better health than we think we should have. Yes? You agree? You agree you say amen? amen? Because God is involving in your holistic body, body, soul and spirit. Even more because through Him, through that life you have relationship. So in you, for you and through Him, through you. Your relationship with your husband and wife, your relationship with your children. So, so if you have a family that bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, tell me about how good this family is. How good the relationship can be. It's marvelous. It's, it doesn't mean that you don't have problems, but it does, it does mean that you know who to go to, first thing, and second thing, it does mean that there is always a forgiveness, there is an exercise of grace, there is always a, a love, there is, there is, it doesn't mean there, is no, there are no differences, there are. Our strength is not in no differences, our strength is in the midst of differences, we are able to accept one another. Just like Adam and Eve, when they are created, they were all naked. When they saw each other, they accepted one another. They knew each other's strength and weakness, so they can see this. But yet they accept. So the strength of, of the relationship is not about you have the best match of personality profile. It is about you accept one another in the midst of differences. That's grace. I know your weakness, but I still accept you for who you are because you are a child of God. Because Jesus said he came, you have life, have been more, but I accept you. Next, please. Now, this is another one that I did. We thank God for using God, use people like the Samaritan woman that I said that, you know, it's perhaps feel very low, very intimidated, and yet God used him, used her to impart a revelation on Christian leadership. Verse 39. Many Samaritans from the town believe in Jesus Christ because of the woman's testimony. She told me all that I, had, I ever did. Verse 40, and when, she, when, when the Samaritans came to him, came to Jesus, they asked Jesus to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Verse 41, and many more believed because of his word. Verse 42, and they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for what we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is, it, it, this is indeed the saviour of the world. Now, the Christian leadership is not about you leading people to yourself. Hello? Sometimes we are so attached to counsel somebody that, that you want the person to keep coming back to you because you feel more important. If you go to Pastor Jay, I get jealous. How come don't come to me anymore? 
What's wrong with me? No, no more handsome than him, or what's wrong with me? So God in part this 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 is really good, good, good teaching. Because it is not about leading people to you, it's about leading people to Christ. Remember, Jesus started with lost one soul, that's for the one soul, not popularity. Christian dealership is not about how popular you are. We go, oh, this pastor is the best in town. You know, wherever he goes, he's going to carry the chair and let him sit, you know. No, it's about leading people to Christ, not to you. And God used only one Samaritan woman, her name not even mentioned. A name not even mentioned. Probably worse than you, actually. I, at least I go, you know, I know your name, Pastor AJ. We don't even know her name. And God imparted the, the theology, the wisdom, the revelation of worshiping God in spirit and in truth and of Christian leadership. That's by one simple woman. Let us pray. Perhaps after the Last song, those one prayer, I want you to come forward. Um, as I said, that uh, God is after the holistic healing. Yeah? God is after your physical need, your spiritual need, your mental need. Yeah? God is after who you are in Him. Yeah? And those who are on, 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 on video, that I want to encourage you that perhaps at this time, why don't you just bow your head and we do it together at this time that we want Jesus has come before your need. You know, he, he came there before the Samaritan came. You know, he came there in the heat of the day. Perhaps you are in a situation, you are experiencing the heat of the day out of, because of financial crisis, because of relationship problems, because of sickness, because of worries, because of office politics. You are at the midst in the heat of the day and you are listening to this video and I want you to say to, to, to tell you that Jesus is already there with you and I want you to re- respond like the like the seminator woman that Jesus said if you have known you will ask I want you to ask and let today be a day of turning point in your life be a day of turning point in your Marriage be a day of turning point in your relationship with your spouses or your children or your grandchildren, a day of turning point in your finance, a day of turning point that in, in your whole belief system of uh, holistic care for your bodies, soul, and spirit. Let us, let us pray, yeah? Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps you can join me in this prayer, just follow me. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, for me. I believe that Jesus Christ cares for my holistic well-being, my body, my soul, my spirit, even more than through me, in my relationship, in my whole life, in the inheritance you have for me, in the fruitfulness you have for me, in the prosperity you have for me. Lord, we say, God, now I know. I ask that, Lord Jesus Christ, you forgive all my sins, Come to my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I commit the holistic care of my whole life into your hands. And I have issues that you already know. And we say, God, help me from this point onward as I commit my life to you. 
that you watch over me, you lead me, you guide me by the revelation of your Holy Spirit, that I can worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen.